Welcome to the Mouse and More Podcast. I'm Chris, and tonight I'm joined by Tony and Liza. Hi, guys. Hey. Hey. So there's lots of exciting news out there. So I think we're going to do a quick news show for everyone. And I wanted to talk a little bit about the 30th anniversary that Liza and I just went to of Hollywood Studios. Very nice. Yes. Um, So if you don't know, the 30th anniversary was on May 1st. And they started out with a parade first thing in the morning. It was cute. People were a little disappointed. They expected more. I thought it was adorable. And, of course, they had the usual cupcakes and, and, you know, cute signs and, you know, photo opportunities. And at the end of the day, you could go ahead and there was a new nighttime show. And that show is called The Wonderful World of Animation. It's a new show on the Chinese theater. Same place it's always been. It was cute. What did you think, Liza? The show on the Chinese theater at night that where yes. there was no fireworks, really? There were fireworks. No, a that, little bit. that's not really, that's, that's not a firework. Um, it was all projection. That's all I love it projections. Was. No. I, see, I'm a big weirdo. I love the projections really? on the buildings and stuff. Yes. I love how they make something that had absolutely nothing to do with what they're doing into like a castle or whatever. It's just super to fun. To me, it felt cheap and it felt like just a letdown as we were that leaving. That sounds like prom did for me. It was just like a bad prom with a date that you really didn't want to go with, but you were like, I guess I'll go because nobody else okay. asked me. That's- I have a confession to make. I didn't go to prom. Okay. I didn't. No. But Tony's kid went to prom tonight, so Aww, that's exciting. Oh, that's right. She can make it back she, yet. Uh, we're patiently awaiting uh, the pickup call. <laughs> wow. You mean there's no like after party going on? There is an after party going on, but uh, her and her crew are not participating. Oh, oh that's nice. I love that. That's sweet. As they shouldn't. Yes. Um, I did want to ask one thing. You all saw the new logo, and Disney's been getting a lot of flack about the new Hollywood Studios logo. What do you guys think? It's rather plain. It is. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not what I expect from a multi-billion dollar organization who is making money hand over fist through their movie properties right now. Um, Do you think they went with very simple because that's just a design sort of idea that they had? I mean, it's so it's just basically Disney, Hollywood and studios. And then you've got Woody and Mickey and BB eight popping through in the little O parts. It's not awful. (laughs) When I saw it, I was kind of like, eh, you know, it wasn't fantastic to me. It didn't look like anybody put much thought into it. It just seemed like, oh, man, I was supposed to come up with that logo last night. Dang it. Do you know what I've noticed is that a lot of logos and a lot of design lately is this very minimalist look. It seems to be like a big trend just in general, whether it's clothing or, you know, furniture and stuff. So maybe, maybe they're kind of going with that aesthetic. You know, just to go with something really simple. I don't you know mind take, it. Take a look at take a look at the thirtieth anniversary logo. I don't know if you guys uh, have I seen it. I love that. Yeah, I actually. But it's love got that. Mickey. It's got Minnie. It's uh, you know, it's the the new Mickey and Minnie uh, that they're doing in animation. But it's got the Hollywood Studios. It's got thirty years. There, there's a lot of activity. And then you see the new all time logo for Hollywood Studios, and Liza's right. You know, it just it looks like something that. 
you know, your kid wakes up the night before the, the science fair and says, oh, my God, I, I, I need the, a science fair project by tomorrow. And that's the same thing somebody did with Hollywood Studios. Uh, yeah, okay, we've got three O's. That's got what I said. Main, we've got three main properties, you know, Pixar, Star Wars, and Disney. They don't even include Marvel. You know, if, That's a if, good point. If not for Marvel, I mean, Marvel, uh, Avengers Endgame is on track to um, displace Avatar as the number one grossing movie of all time at like $2.8 billion. And, and they, there's no mention of Marvel. Can you know, they mention Marvel? In their they logo? own Marvel. I, mean, I know, but with all those rules they have to follow, I mean, can they put it actually in the logo? I, I don't know. I'm going I mean, with they can't. They've had, you know, Doctor Strange was in the park. You know, which which characters have they had in the park in Florida? Why can't they put them in the logo? Right. Mm. Um, I I agree. It could. You're absolutely right. I thought that 30th anniversary logo was really attractive. Something like that probably would have made people a lot, you know, ha- happier. Okay, so we don't love it, and I don't. I think the consensus is no one loves it. Somewhere there's a guy who approved it going. You know, he's, he's depressed. Um, so we feel bad for him and his mom. Uh, speaking of Avengers Endgame, Tony, scale from 1 to 10, what do you give it? Uh, I give it a solid 9. Really? Okay, I'm, I'm going like a 7. I really? really? Yeah, I mean, I, I just, there was, and I don't, we don't want to spoil it because we know people haven't seen it. And I already accidentally spoiled it for a friend who I assumed had seen it because it was a week out. Well, but, what's, your, um, what's your rule on spoilers? Uh, my rule on I'm going to give it another week. I uh, see. Uh, I I think two weeks. So this show we're going to release it after the uh, second weekend it's been out. Yeah. If you haven't seen Endgame after two weekends, you're not a, a true fan. I'm, and, okay. And, oh, and I'm open to spoilers. True. That's true. Okay, I I can see where you're going with that. I will say this: every woman I talked to had an issue with Fat Thor. I didn't. Because <laughs> you didn't see it. But every girl, every woman I talked to, they were like, gee, I was a little disappointed by Thor, you know? And it's so. not only the ladies who were disappointed by Thor. Yeah, that's were a good point. Were you disappointed right? too, Tony? You know, what I thought was going to happen was, you know, Thor is, uh, <laughs> you know, he's gone through his dad bod phase. Yes. Which, which is fine. I know, because um, it really wasn't. He wasn't fat. He just was a little chunky. You right, know. and I thought the moment he picked up uh, either Stormbreaker or Mjolnir, um, and once he had the lightning flow through him, I thought that he would go back to six-pack Thor, mm-hmm. you know, not keg belly, um, yeah. which is where he stayed. And and I was I thought that once he went back into full-on hero mode, that it would it would disappear. Well, uh, let me ask you a question: Do you think they just wrote it in that way because Chris Hemsworth is secretly chunky right now? That that could be. I hear he's just retaining water. <laughs> he's bloated. He's bloated. Oh, he's, yeah. Such, like there were so many parts of that movie that were good. I loved how Hawkeye had just he was like like you know going and killing bad people. I'm like, yeah, that's the right idea right there, Hawkeye. You can't I mean, not that I say would say Hawkeye without thinking of Mash. Okay, but you know. Now the other thing you have to remember is he's no longer Hawk uh, Hawkeye. His new name is Ronan. Oh my gosh, that's even worse. Yeah, I don't like that. I didn't watch that movie, so I really can't talk about it, and I'll probably never see it. Well, the worst part is when is when Aquaman dies, but you don't, you know. <laughs> Who's Aquaman? It's a yes. joke. Yes. <laughs> uh. 
Okay, I do. I will say one thing. I loved that. Um, I loved that Captain America went back to be with uh, Agent Carter. And then you should see them dancing at the end. I thought that was sweet. And I don't understand, Tony. Maybe you can explain. How are they going to do a prequel with Scarlett Johansson with, with Black Widow when everybody knows she dies young and, and it's horrible? A prequel happens before that. That's why I it's know, called a prequel. I know, but I'm not going to be able to watch the prequel knowing what happens. The whole time I'm going to be thinking, Scarlett, go have a hamburger. Enjoy so yourself. Here's, here's, <laughs> here's one thing. Eat everything. Eat everything you want. <laughs> In the comic book world, no one is ever really dead. I, I hope that's true because they have to bring her back. Because I really felt myself, I really started to like her character in this one. I just liked, because you kind of got some of the backstory, whereas I don't think we had a lot of backstory beforehand. This is not serious. <laughs> so here, here's here's the things that, uh, and, and somehow we have gone from news to a uh, Avengers you post-game. Have Avengers. Oh, that, my I gosh. That's I totally knew the fine. moment. It's news, right? But no, Vision, no. we never saw Vision uh, in Endgame. Now, he was killed, even though he's a, a, a robot. Um, he was killed in Infinity War. And... He never had the um, mind stone separated from his body by Shuri because he left. And then we all know that Thanos killed him and took the mind stone and that just kind of deactivated him. But the funny thing is, is that the Vision and Scarlet Witch have a series coming up on Disney Play in the second year uh, uh, of Disney Play's existence. So where where is he? Are they going to bring him back? Is that going to be what the show focuses on? Um, we've got Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow. There's going to be a prequel movie for her, so she's got to come back. 2011, 2012, Loki disappeared with the Tesseract, but and and Loki seems to have a show on Disney Play, so I think we're going to get the impish Loki uh, back. And then we've got Gamora from the past, who I'm assuming that uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is going to be Guardians of the Galaxy 3, The Search for Gamora. Uh, and I'm hoping that Thor stays a part of the Guardians. Oh, I hope now. so, too. He uh, is rumor, so funny. Rumor has it that uh, Chris Hemsworth is is working on a new deal to uh, keep him as Thor for a while. Oh, I hope so. That would make me extremely happy. That would make up for the other stuff that happened. I I just felt like I was okay saying goodbye to Tony Stark, but I, I wasn't really okay saying goodbye to Black Widow and... I'm really disappointed that we won't see Chris Evans anymore because quite frankly, he's very attractive. So yes. <laughs> From one attractive man to another, I applaud you, Chris Evans. Yes. Well, Chris Evans is almost too attractive. Like if he lived near you, you'd be like, nah, I don't know what's there's something going. I don't know. And he's too muscular. He's too handsome. I heard he's a huge Disney fan though. All right. Tony. I, we had some yes. really exciting news, and I was thrilled to hear this. And I was especially happy to hear it because everyone was like, hey, Disney's going to cut out extra magic hours. And then Disney was like, hold my beer. I'm not only going to give you extra magic hours. I'm going to give you extra, extra magic hours. Can you tell yeah. us about that? That's right. So those of you who are familiar with extra magic hours, uh, they are extra hours, whether in the morning or in the evening at select Disney parks on certain days. Um, and that Disney has announced that through uh, most of the fall, uh, I guess. Uh, when does when does uh, fall begin? September twenty first. All right, so it's uh, the end of summer uh, and and through part of the fall. Um, that 
all three parks, with the exception of Epcot, are going to have extra, extra magic hours. Um, in Hollywood Studios from September 1st through November 2nd, uh, you're going to have extra magic hours from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Uh, Galaxy's Edge, Toy Story Land, and select other attractions will be open. Uh, Star Wars Galaxy Edge and its experiences will be subject to capacity uh, uh, you know, restrictions. Um, so there, it's an extra three hours. If you're a Disney Parks Resort guest, you know, you're getting up at 5 a.m. I, I don't know how this is going to work for families with little kids. Uh, it's going to be a very long day, but it's very nice that they're giving people three extra hours. Um, I don't know how this fits with the reservations or any of, of that stuff. Um, and then from August 29th through November 2nd, you're getting extra, extra magic hour uh, just from 7 to 8 a.m. at the Animal Kingdom uh, featuring Pandora and other attractions in the park. Uh, magic Kingdom from August 29th through November 2nd will also have an extra, extra magic hour from 7 to 8 a.m. with favorite attractions in Fantasyland and Tomorrowland. Uh, opening up uh, extra magic hours regular extra magic hours will just continue to be available on select days in epcot so you don't get the uh extra extra in epcot uh just your plain old extra okay that's fantastic i'm very excited about that if you can get up at six o'clock in the morning and run over there you deserve to get in that early oh it's gonna be great let me just tell you because I was just in Epcot for extra magic hours. It was at 8 o'clock, and it was practically dead. Everybody started strolling in there around 10.30, and I didn't even wait for Soren. All I had to do was just walk up to the front of the line and get on it, and I got there at like 8.35. So, right. I mean, I can't even imagine going to Ma- Magic Kingdom at like 6 a.m. I mean... You get so much stuff done. You can leave at like 10. Yeah, I think it's going to be great. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to that. And you know, that's a real advantage for people with really little kids because little kids get up so early yeah. that you can get in there, get everything done, get their afternoon nap and, you know, could really get a lot done in those five or six hours before you have to go back to the resort. That's that's nice. It's the best. If people do not take advantage of it like you think that they would, because you think well, they won't, and they that's really the won't, thing. and they yeah. won't. And and if and I tell clients this all the time: if you can do it, it's worth it. And then leave the park at like ten thirty or eleven. Just get out of there. It's gonna start getting crazy crowded, super hot, and. It's not even worth it. Come back at like 4.30. Yeah. I'm very excited about that. Okay. All right. Let's go ahead um, and talk about, can you tell me what's happening at GECO? There's like a new dining experience available there. Can you tell me about that? Yes. It's not available yet, but it starts June 30th and it is a GECO at Animal Kingdom Lodge, which I love GECO. And it is for a limited time, it says, but it's to celebrate the anniversary of The Lion King. So, and it's new live action premieres, and it's going to be a prefix menu. They say, you know, it's going to be a lot of, of course, obviously African food, traditional African wines. They're going to have a pairing, so you can get a wine pairing. It's a three-course menu, and it's a celebration of Simba's story, and it has like a pr- progression to it. And the food that I'm seeing here is just so beautifully plated. It looks fabulous with the colors, and I 
am really interested in it. I, I would love to do this. Um, so they're going to have African music with a live musicians uh, performing the music from The Lion King as you eat. Let me ask you a question. Is this going to be going on while regular dining is going on? I guess it's a certain section of the restaurant. I'm sure there will be a section. Apparently, the dishes will be brought out representing the different songs from the movie, like I Just Can't Wait to Be King and The Circle of Life and all of that. Um, I guess the main event is Be Prepared, which is kind of funny, actually. It looks really cute. I think it's good. They have wine pairings, so you can have your wine. The price is $65 per person with tax and gratuity not included. That's not bad because that's about what a meal would cost you there. Oh, that's actually true. And they have an option. You can add two different levels of wine pairing to your meal. So those are going to vary with price, I'm sure. Okay. Well, that's that's super cute, and I think they kind of need to do something new at that restaurant because it's sort of out of the way, and so even though the food is excellent, oh, I don't yeah. know that it gets the attention it, it deserves, so that's a nice idea. Yeah, you can't go wrong dining at Animal Kingdom Lodge. No, not at all. Speaking of food, we've actually got a lot of food-oriented kind of news pieces, and one of them is that Cinderella's Royal Table, you can now sort of upgrade your experience to the signature celebration. And that's going to start daily in August. And it's $199 per adult or $169 for kids ages three to nine. And that does not include taxes and gratuities. And what this is, is some special bonuses with your meal. So you'll have the regular meal to choose from, but you'll also have priority fireworks viewing. You'll get a little box of treats to take with you to the viewing that are sort of, you know, Cinderella inspired, but you'll also get some little, you know, trinkets. So I'm not sure this is for everyone, but I think it's a wonderful idea for people who want to kind of upgrade their experience at Cinderella's Royal Table. So have any of y'all ever eaten there? Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. What did you think? Um, I used to like it. We we were big breakfast fans, and I used to like it when they uh, just kind of brought everything, and they have since switched to making you choose between, uh, you know, the French, the, the stuffed French toast, or the parfait, or, you know, they're they're now limiting you, so uh, you don't get as much food as you used to. Yeah. My my big problem with this is at one hundred ninety nine dollars a person. Um, you know, you have to get into the park, so you need a ticket for the day. Um, so you're talking another $110, $120 per person. So now you're looking at over $300 per person per day just for that meal, fireworks, and a little, you know, dessert party type thing. Um, that's for a family of four, that's $1,200. Yeah. That's, that's an expensive day. Where's it the is. fireworks viewing? It's at the Rose Garden oh, on the that's side of the spot. castle. Yeah. And, and I just think that $199, if you look at the cost of eating at Cinderella's Royal Table, which is, uh, I'd say, what, in the high season, going to run you about $75 for an adult? Yeah, closer to 100 now. Okay. So uh, let, let's uh, go in the mid-range there. Let's say 90 Let's say $90 a person. Add in the dessert party. What are they charging for dessert parties these days? Um. A dessert party at Disney World will run you around $85 for an adult and around 50 for a kid. So it's very pricey to answer your question. All right, but it's it's not 
I thought they were making more. You know, I thought maybe if you bought them separate, uh, you know, there's some type of upcharge. Yeah. But it's close. I don't know. I think it's a lot. Like I said, for a family of four, that's a $1,200 day. Right. It's a lot of money. We don't ever do that, ever. And, but you know what? We're also not really the typical guests. We're close enough that we have annual passes. We go a lot. For people who are doing their, you know, the statistic is that families go twice in their kids' childhood. They go once when they're little and they go once when they're teenagers. For those people, a dessert party like this might be sort of a special night, you know, where they want to have something very different. So I I kind of get that. Um, It's not my cup of tea, but believe me, we book plenty of people. In fact, I just was looking for it today for a client. So it happens. Um, But I get where you guys are coming from and I'm certainly not spending it myself. So, however, there is something I'm going to be on like Donkey Kong and Tony's going to tell you about that. Sure. The uh, big news is that Toy Story Land is getting a rodeo-themed restaurant. Um, and that is uh, the Roundup Rodeo Barbecue. It's going to be a new restaurant in Andy's backyard. It is going to be located uh, right next to the large Woody um, in Toy Story Land. You did that on purpose. I did. <laughs> and... Uh, it looks like from the artist's rendering, renderings that were released, it, it has very much a feel like when you're walking through the queue for Toy Story's uh, Midway Mania. Um, just a lot of cutouts, a lot of, uh, you know, Prospector Pete and uh, Woody and uh, Bullseye and, you know, Zerg is in there as well with Bo Peep. Uh, and, and it's just, it's very whimsical. Um, I think it would be a great opportunity to put some type of uh you know, character interaction there for a lot of the Pixar characters, but it has not been uh, noted that it will be a character meal. It sounds like right now it's just going to be a a sit-down meal, a sit-down restaurant, I should say. Well, we've definitely said a lot of times that one thing Hollywood Studios needs is more food, better restaurants. And we didn't get that with Woody's Lunchbox, which is like that's less than a quick service location. That's like a little yeah. building and some chairs. You know, I'm like, not impressed with Woody's lunchbox. I I actually like it, but it's you know if it's hot out and you know there's not a lot of places yes. to sit, there's not a lot of cha- shade. So um, I think this is very welcome. But I still think that in a few short months, Toy Story Land is going to be a pass through. You think so? I do. Yeah. Do you think, I think so, and it's un- and it's unfortunate. I think so too, Tony. I I don't necessarily agree with you, and I'll tell you why. Because I think it's hard for you and I. We're Star Wars fans. We love Star Wars. We love the stories. I think it's hard for us to kind of put ourselves in someone's like Liza's position. She could care less. Like I think Liza will enjoy the rides. I will. But Liza's not going to go and look and look at every detail and take pictures and want to talk about those details. So I think we overestimate, you know, that appeal. Also we underestimate the fact that, you know, how many parents are like, oh thank God, I'm gonna, you know, put my kid on 
you know, alien swirling saucers, you know, that's a big deal for them. So, yeah, I mean, and I don't, I'm not a fan of the movies, you know that. Not yet. No, not ever, but I'm going to love the ride. And if it's anything like Flight of Passage, I'm going to love it enough to where I'm going to want to do it as many times as I can, you know, right? because Flight of Passage, I don't like the Avatar movie. I've seen it twice. I went to the theater when it came out, and then I had to watch it again. And Aren't you excited for Avatar 2, 3, and 4? No, I'm really uh, not. But Star Wars will never bomb, I don't think. I mean, no. people are just obsessed. I think that's true. I think that there will be people like us who are thrilled and people like you who don't care. But calling it a pass-through, I don't think that's going to happen. It's going to be a pass. It's one ride. It's one ride for me. For me, it's Slinky Dog. Well, I but will you not still got ride... Toy Story Mania, which is an attraction that everyone can go well, on. Well, that's true. I always do Midway Mania. I love Midway Mania. Yeah. It's oh, a great ride. It's a great ride. But once you do that, you do Slinky, there's nothing else to really do. Swirling Saucers isn't that great. I mean, maybe for three or two. You know, the and, thing and is, on the and on the other side of the park, everybody's going to walk past Muppets, and they're just going to yeah, go that into that. Yeah, that is actually true. Well, Muppets really needs a refurb. I, it just I awful. love that movie. That movie, no, I will watch that movie every single time I go. Uh, that's good because somebody's got to watch it. That theater <laughs> has people in it every time I go in there and quite a bit that of people in there. I mean, people love that movie and they still yeah. laugh at all the jokes. And I mean, even though I've seen it a bunch, I still love it. Now, if they redid the movie, I would take away right. Bean because he kind of gets on my nerves. But other than I just, that, I don't, I don't like anything about that. I just, and I love the Muppets, but I, I just think it's so tired. I, I don't know. I've did it once. That was enough. How many rides um, is Star Wars getting? They're getting two. Two. That's it? Yeah. Isn't that enough? No. <sighs> that park needs like six more rides. That park needs, I guess all the interactive well, experiences. Getting, yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a lot going on there. And then they have also, um, you know, they've got the Minis Runaway Railway. Oh, that's coming. true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And then so that's that'll three, be three new rides. rides. Yeah. I, there's a lot going on there. So. Yeah. They're going to be pretty advanced. So. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Well, I think that's going to finish us up for tonight. I want to thank everyone for listening. If you like us, you can follow us on iTunes. We're on Facebook. We have a private group. We'd love to chat with you over there. And of course... I want to thank Main Street and More Travel for sponsoring the podcast. If you're interested in booking a trip, we would love to help you. Our services are free. Clearly, we know what we're doing. And if you call 919-889-5281, I will put you in touch with the right Main Street and More podcaster to help you plan your upcoming vacation. Thanks a lot, guys. Good night. Bye. Adios.